2: Except City. I am your host Joe Ucello. Sir Bob Mike Orr my co host Rob Rojas. My trusted co host, Ben the Machine. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 307 of Low Limit Football on this 29th of November, 2020. I am your host, Joe Ucello, and tonight the teams that have qualified for the Champions League Bayern Munich, Manchester City, Chelsea, Sevilla, Barcelona, and Juventus. Europa League qualifiers include Roma, Arsenal, Leicester City, and Hoffenheim. And MLS playoffs continue with Sporting Kansas City facing off against Minnesota, FC Dallas versus Seattle Sounders, the New England Revolution versus Orlando city and the columbus crew versus nashville but today our show will depart from its normal with a tribute to the life and times of one of the greatest who have ever lived diego maradona first let me bring my co-host in here mr roberto rojas you were the person that broke the news to me on wednesday um how are you doing my friend
1: i'm doing well joe and well, well i mean you know i'll firstly start and talk about this you know this tragic news that shocked the entire world basically. I mean, certainly it's a loss for for, for people in Argentina, for people in Italy and, and for the world and for fans of football, you know, to lose one of its greats in Diego Armando Maradona. I think certainly being at the age of sixty is, is far too young. I mean certainly we did see the issues that had been going on in his later life up until his death, but still a huge, huge loss for, for the community, for for people to lose one of its one of the greatest not even just the greatest footballers of all time, but maybe one of the greatest human beings of the 20th century, just because of the impact that he's had on so many people around the world, and and we can see that in the in the numerous tributes that are, are seen all across the world. And it doesn't matter if it's it's in Argentina with people lining up at the Casa Rosada to watch him lay at state, or the tributes being made at, at Napoli or Naples where he's a god. It's it's all over the world. It feels as if though that many people are are absolutely shocked and. And just sad over the, the news of of losing one of the greatest players and maybe for some the greatest player of all time.
2: So let me let me start to bring our guests in here because we're joined by a couple of, you know, excellent gentlemen in their own right and and would be very knowledgeable on this topic. First off uh, in, uh, you know, covering Argentinian football, Peter Coates, Gualas Argentino. Peter, welcome to the show. Uh, it is great to have you back. Uh, this news for us, and i 'm looking back at the at the text that Roberto sent me, it was eleven fifteen a m Eastern time here, so it would have been r- roughly about one p m so early afternoon noon time in Argentina uh how what was your reaction uh, upon seeing this news and and for me uh, you know just to kind of preface this a little bit my first response to roberto when he texted me was are these sources reliable because the, this day and age of, of social media many of these rumors are rampant and they they just take off like wildfire and so that was my first question was was really disbelief or skepticism because of the news but here you know now i'm being told back yes this is this is reliable news how did you get the news, and, and what was your reaction
0: to it? Yeah, I mean, in, in much the same way, I was, I was sat at my desk working, uh, and the initial report said that ambulances had rushed to the house where Diego was still recovering from the, the brain surgery they had had earlier in the month, um, and reports that the early reports suggesting that it was a heart attack. So it all moved very quickly, but there was that real sense of disbelief, and I think that was something that was shared Certainly in Argentina, like when, as soon as it came on the news, they were reluctant to say exactly what was happening. For that reason, they didn't want to commit to saying things which may potentially not be true. But then it started to filter through. And more and more sources were saying he's in fact died. Um, and then that shock and, and disbelief turned into um, fairly immediate grief, you know, sadness on, on the news, reporters in tears, um, something which I think... Was, was shared across the country because, you know, I think even if you didn't really like football, if you didn't like Diego particularly, um, he's such a central figure to, to Argentine culture. I mean, he's someone who, even away from playing, was constantly in the news. So you, you kind of felt linked somehow to Diego um, and, and some some kind of relation to him. So regardless of your uh, your thoughts on the man, I think it, it's a death which which kind of hit home and and it really get made some kind of impact.
2: Mm-hmm. Now I, we talk about Diego Maradona, you know the the hand of God, the the, the goals in, in the World Cups and that sort of thing. And we know that he played at Barcelona. We know that he played at Sevilla. We know he played for Boca Juniors. But he he really made his name in, in the streets of Naples. And and so our, my next guest that I want to bring in here is um, certainly by. You know, by by no small account, an absolute expert in Italian football. And that's our good friend Nima Tavale. Nima, you were probably sitting at a dinner table almost because the news hit Sweden, I would imagine, somewhere around 6 p.m. ish. Um, so this is evening news now. This is primetime evening news. And how does this come across in Sweden? How does it come across to you? And what was your initial reaction to it?
3: Well, it was it exploded. Um, I was um, it it really dropped, came down like a bomb, um, and everything stopped. Uh, It was it was on every single TV channel. Uh, It was on every single news site. Everywhere, Um, everyone was talking about it. I was the one who broke it for a, for a, couple of, for a friend of mine who's a commentator, a CDI commentator in Sweden, and, and he was absolutely devastated like everybody was. We were all devastated. Uh, my initial reaction was, 2020, shit, a shit year goes even more shit. I mean, that, that's the initial reaction. I was angry, I was upset because he was, he was a, such a, such a larger-than-life character um who had been with me and many others throughout our entire lives and it just it felt unreal um obviously he had had a scare because he'd fallen and hurt his head and, and he, but he but but it's like he always pulled through whenever he was down you know whenever he was one of these near-death experiences he was he felt a little bit like like Peter Pan you know he 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 felt you know the boy that never wanted to that never grew up and he felt almost... Immortal and, and, and invincible, you know, and, and that's crazy because he was just a human being like everybody else. But that's how he came across to to me and, and some, probably many others that he felt immortal. Uh, and and when when his mortality came knocking, uh, it uh, it, 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 hurt. it came as a shock and it really hurt.
2: You know, it, it's funny that you, you talk about the mortality and immortality of diego maradona because the the legend the myth uh, he was he was so much larger than life and and rob i want to go to you first with this because we talked about what how big is this this person's passing you know I mean, we talk about president's passing we talk about actors we talk about athletes we've seen it time and time again but the at risk of sign sounding hyperbolic right where you are just overblowing it i i, I couldn't think of a of a of an athlete that had passed away or a person even that had passed away where we would equate this. Um, You almost wanted to say that this was the biggest passing in the history of this world since Jesus Christ himself, because you think about it, he, the man was treated as a God in Naples. Um, So obviously that was, that would be way, way over the top. But uh, to say that the reaction to Diego Maradona's passing, I, I think you gave me the best one, Rob, in Muhammad Ali. I think that one is probably the closest, however, Muhammad Ali, like I'd mentioned to you, was sick. We knew he had Parkinson's. We knew his health was failing. This was a sudden passing, um, but it's but it's at that kind of level. You almost want to look back at John Paul II's passing um, as somebody outside of sport, and and say that the the world attention that his passing got, even though again another person that was sick, that was elderly, that was frail. It's difficult to find the equivalent of this kind of news hitting so hard and so quickly. Um, and I think that's the the key to it here is the fact that the speed of this news, this is Diego Maradona had that surgery. He had, he had the, the brain clot and, and things seem to be going well. And suddenly he's gone. I mean, in in the blink of an eye, he's gone. And, and we didn't get that with, with many others. So, I mean, where is, you know, in your opinion, Rob, where is where does that lie? What, what does this news equate to? Because it's it's something that's incredibly tragic and it's incredibly swift, which makes it even more difficult.
1: No, absolutely. I, I think this is certainly a death that definitely has some, if not a lot of importance on, on society of, of people in Argentina. I mean, you know, I've been looking at stuff all over Twitter, YouTube and just like everyone remembering Diego Maradona. I mean, it's almost as if people... You know, you can go to any foreign country in the world and, you know, many people may not know the term Argentina or the country itself, but they will know Diego Maradona, like, immediately. It's just, and, and Peter had, had mentioned it. It, you know, it, he's so connected to Argentine culture because of, of the impact that he's had. You know, the fact that he was a player that, you know, you know, he kicked the ball and he, he led his team to a World Cup that put him into immortality forever. And, and, suddenly, and something like that will will have him connected to the country for, for quite some time and for, for a long time. I think certainly as someone that, you know, was, was more, you know, obviously you could talk about what he did off the pitch. You know, I think many people will will talk about how he was someone that just fought against the establishment as well. I think certainly, yes, the the comparisons with Muhammad Ali might be going into the political aspect of it, but I think obviously boxing and football are, are completely different in itself. But just the huge huge impact that he would have on so many people where you know you can identify a person to an entire nation just shows the huge impact of this loss and it's 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 a huge loss for for Argentine society i mean you know looking at the tributes and looking at the the people who the journalists that reacted to this death you know it's, it's almost as if they said you know that football's dead at this point you know because for them that was football. Diego Maradona was football for them and just the impact that will continue to go on might not be might not be recovered for for quite some time and then Peter you know I'll we'll go to you on this one now. I mean this this news of Diego Maradona and, and the people in Argentina is is huge in every right but I mean you know when you look at how big culturally he is and and just you know everything that he's done and just the story of himself that that puts into the myth of him, you know, coming from Villa Fiorito, you know, from rising from the the poorest of the poor in in Buenos Aires to to go into superstardom in, in in for the entire world, just just shows how much of a you know, for lack of a better word, a, a god he is in in Argentina. Yeah, like, I mean when
0: you want to talk about the impact of, of his death and in comparison points, I think in Argentina it, it, it's very difficult to to think of one which is relevant because Diego and the devotion that people have for him goes goes way, way beyond just the death of the former captain of the, the team that won a World Cup or, or the best player in a team that won the World Cup. It, it, it does go to, to a sort of religious-like level. I mean, I mean we all saw the images from the funeral on Thursday, the thousands upon thousands of people that queued for hours just to walk past the coffin at the Casa Rosada, that in itself, you know, takes it out of the realms of the average sports person. Um, and then obviously the the problems that f- followed with the police and, and the, the high emotions that were felt. So it's difficult for me here to to, uh, to have any kind of point of comparison, certainly with any sportsman, from in history, um, with the, with this death. And, and as you say, I think that the reasons for that, are are plenty. It's, it's not just what he did on the pitch and the achievements he did. He, uh, won with Argentina, it is where he came from. Um, as you say, coming from a really, really poor neighborhood, it was aspirational to be able to have this figure of this person that came from such poverty, And yet with this incredible talent, was able to to rule the world and become the best player, certainly at the time, perhaps ever. Um, And so there was that aspect. I think also he he represented the ideal of Argentinian football. Um, When you look at him physically as a youngster with that sort of unruly hair, short, a little bit stocky, the way he played the game with that low sense of gravity, incredibly technical, with the, the gambetta, the, the skills and the dribblings sk- that was first owned on on the dust pitches in those poor neighborhoods. But yet he brought that same joy with the ball, the same energy, the same talent to the highest level of professional football. And he played in exactly the same way. Um, and I think that brought a huge amount of pride um, and pleasure to the people of Argentina. And then you add in the fact of his personality, and you know, that's not to portray him as some kind of saintly figure, because we all know he wasn't, but I think there was a sense as well that people identified with the fact that there was this guy who did such brilliant things, but was also a very flawed character. Um and, and people I think were able to identify with that. Um uh, and as you said before, he was also very outspoken um politically at times. Um very much so, with, with identifying with the with the left, um, which I think, again, was very popular with with the people in Argentina, um, and and someone who just wore his his nationality who was so intensely proud of being Argentine that again people were able to identify with him. So for all of these factors all together, just playing into this creation of, of something much 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 bigger than a, a footballer and a sportsman or a celebrity.
1: Definitely. And, and and just speaking and going from Argentina all the way to the south of Italy and, and nemo that's where you come in, it, it's almost as if, you know, you, you look at comparisons that are being made for how big a, a character and a person like Diego Maradona is. And you know, for someone who came in, you know, he arrived at Napoli in nineteen eighty four, presented by seventy five thousand fans at the at the Sao Paulo Stadium, and where people thought that you know that their savior had arrived and, and, and rightly so. He was able to become the leader of a team you know that one Serie A, that one domestic titles, the UEFA Cup, and and just bring that kind of pride to the south of Italy, which had been so stereotyped to the to the dominating north, who were just dominant in in football and maybe even society as well, to show that they are that they can play and they, they mean something to to the country and, and to the world. So you know, I just wanted to get your thoughts on how big of an impact, and I mean a huge impact, that Diego Amaradona had for for Naples and the south of Italy.
3: Well I mean let's the, let's start at the beginning uh, Napoli's uh, Diego Maradona's connection with Napoli starts in 1978 uh, when uh, Gianni Di Marzio who if that name rings a bell is the father of Gianluca Di Marzio uh, was the coach of Napoli um, and uh, he was in Argentina for the World Cup in 78 and he was asked by the president of argentinos juniors setimio aloisi who was uh, from uh, calabria and knew gianni di marzio from his time when he was a coach at catanzaro now at that time uh, di Mar- gianni di marzio was the coach of uh, napoli and he was there for the world cup and uh, um, aloisio went to his hotel with champagne and flowers demanding that you have to come and see this kid uh, diego maradona and and he was, you know, Di Marti or Gianni Di Marti was there just to watch the World Cup. And he said, OK, fine, I'll come and I'll come and, you know, I'll, I'll come and see. I'll come and look at this guy. And they had arranged a friendly game just for Gianni Di Marzio to see Maradona. But Maradona wasn't there because he was angry at being not being picked for the World Cup squad in 78. And uh, Gianni Di Marti reportedly said that, you know, you bring me to this pitch and waste my time and he's not even here. And then he. He, um, he he. They, they managed to convince Maradona to come and play, and he played for about fifteen twenty minutes, uh, and uh, he was amazing. And Gianni Di Marzio brought him a, a little note saying, "Sign here and come with me to Napoli. I'll talk to Napoli's president and we'll work it out." Now back then it was Napoli's. Uh, and then and the, back then uh, Napoli's president was Corrado Ferlaino, and he said that he you know and he told him that the price would be only 300,000 dollars which uh, was low for that but ferlaino ferlaino said decided that no it's too much money for a player who might come in, who'll come in 2 years time um and uh, that you know and, and then when when that when ferlaino bought maradona in in 84 uh, maradona on the plane in, in in a famous interview on the plane from barcelona to naples says confirms that uh, why he chose Napoli is because Gianni Di Marzio spoke about napoli in nineteen seventy eight It was destiny. I think that destiny is 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 very telling of his entire career and his life he was uh, some people uh you know happen to live live lives that that kind of follow a a path in just at that moment in time where all their you know their entire life is 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 the timing of it is so so particular in everything they do from the World Cup in '86, uh, a few years after the Falklands War, uh, Thatcher's war against Argentina, um, and him scoring the Hand of God as a big, you know, middle finger to to Britain for what they did to Argentina, and then sheer brilliance. Um, then, then you have uh, you know coming to Naples, who has always been treated, uh, or the south of Italy, who has always been treated, who have always been treated poorly by the establishment, the rich north. Who look down with severe racist undertones and overtones, expressly saying, You're all Africans, you're not Italian, um, to to the south of Italy, um, to people from southern Italy. And 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 he being able to lead that that team, that club at that moment in time to to win titles, the only team from the south of Italy to ever win the Serie A and and European trophy is is truly remarkable. I mean, it's again, his he was, um, you know, the right, pl- the right place, the right time, the right guy. You know, that, that's 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 kind of how it would would uh, would say it was fate, as he said himself.
2: You know, Nima, you bring up such a great point, and for me, honestly, an incredible story. I'd never heard the story of De Um For me, I, I I think the the stage was set, like you said, for Maradona, where it was it was really a perfect collision of all worlds. Um, You look back at the 78 World Cup where he wasn't chosen for the team, but the 78 World Cup was really, looking back, surrounded in political cloud from everything I have read about the way the tournament was run and how Argentina won the tournament. There was a lot of that going on. You fast forward through the Falkland Wars um, and, and, and then to 86 and how Diego Maradona scores the most controversial goal in possibly the history of the world right with the hand of God and then follows it up with the goal of the century in the same match. I mean, if you think about it, when when I think of Diego Maradona and I think about um, what makes him so mystical and so um, admirable as a footballer, uh, the hand of God is one thing, but I really think about that goal, the second goal against England in that 86 World Cup, where he just dribbled through everybody on the pitch. And and I'll be honest with you, if if he had another 40 or 50 yards of space, he would have had them all lined back up and he would have dribbled right back through all of them again. That was just the flow. He made every correct step in that in that move from picking up the ball in his own end of the field all the way through to to going through everybody and then just really ending it in a tap-in is one of the most magical goals you, you could score. Um, I also appreciate the fact that you talk about... Madridano, the person, you, you know, you think about where he came from as a child, the poorest of the poor sections in Argentina, and he goes to Naples. Naples at this time is a is a city of poor, a city that is um, looked down upon by the north. By the there, there's a very and there's still even that contrast even up until today between the north and the south in, in, in Italy, and he kind of embodies what Naples is, right? the the kid the poor kid that comes over but's trying to make a name for himself is better than what you're telling him he is he he really is the embodiment of the city of naples i, I, I no he's
3: way. to me to me he you know he is a working class hero because the, i would say textbook definition of that because he was he never forgot where he came from he never forgot who he was and he never betrayed on uh, the values he had when growing up. A lot of people do that who come from rags to riches and all of a sudden they forget where they came from. He didn't. He was true to his ideals to the to the very end. I mean, the famous story. I mean, to me, this is so Maradona when he's visiting John Pope, uh, when he's v- visiting the Pope, uh, John Paul uh, II, and from... From, from during one of his visits, uh, John Ludden, excellent Maradona biographer, tells of a story of Maradona wanting to, you know, going and doing lines of cocaine in the Pope's private bathroom to afterwards having a debate with him, with the Pope complaining that that there were there were there were poor children and there were there were no food for them. And the you know, child poverty was an issue and maradona says i've been to the vatican i've seen the gold ceilings and then i hear the pope saying the church was concerned about the poor kids so sell your ceilings amigo you see that's that's him in a nutshell the all all sides of him the imperfections the extremities to some people but to me it's coherent because he was from that class and and he lived his life true to his social economic class all throughout his life to the very end
2: Peter is is there um I want to run this question to you because is there a moment is there a a situation or 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 something I mean Nema gives us a great story with the pope is there a story that you've heard or you know or that you know about that kind of embodies Diego Maradona for you I I know there are so many that's the problem you know there's so that's how we become legend right there's there's so many options and so many stories that you know, maradona would have you know and for me like i said it was always the stories of him and and how he came from the streets um I, I would imagine that something similar like that exists in argentina where he was he was a person of the streets or you know he came from that life i you know i i almost think about players like carlos tevez um similar similar backgrounds you know and and really similar statures and and, and to an extent sometimes similar skill sets um is there something that you know, Maradona bled off onto the people of Argentina that that you've noticed?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about specifics that come to my mind now, but you know, what I was saying before about how him being very outspoken, like politically as well, I think he's he's always been someone who has has not been afraid to criticize um, governments or align himself, um, certainly politically, and, and you know, we've seen over the years with his. Numerous trips to to Venezuela or or to Cuba, um, and, you know, even with his tattoos, he's he's very much, you know, literally worn that on his sleeve. So, I think, um, as Nemo was saying, like he he has stayed very true to that, even in the face of of criticism. Um, when you talk about some of those um, political affiliations, uh, you know, mainly Venezuela. Um, when people would would question why he would go, you know, he would very openly put his support out there, you know, which is, which is rare for for a, a sportsman. You know, most most would shy away from from that area of things, and certainly not give an opinion. But Diego Maradona was was very very um, outright in in what he would come back and and give to journalists or anyone who would ask. So. Um, yeah, I mean, without any specific incidents of, of when he when he was when he's done anything like that, I certainly think um, that would be the case.
3: To me, I think he's he's such a... He's, he wasn't a politician, but he was a political figure. He was a Bolivarian political figure, even before the term probably even existed in, in the modern sense as we understand it. I mean, it didn't matter if it was Venezuela, Chavez or Maduro. It didn't matter if it was Evo Morales in in Bolivia. It didn't matter if it was Cuba and Fidel Castro. It didn't matter who it was, if it was Chile. It didn't matter. It didn't even matter if the journalists in Argentina who who harassed him uh, when they themselves were locked in a union dispute with their employer the owner of the newspaper he was on their side the same journalist who harassed him that's who he was you see he he separated between the, the personal and political and he was true to both in a sense for good and for bad whatever you you know whatever your political perception is he was very consistent and coherent in that aspect
2: so I, I want to go on um, and ask about you know both both factual and and personal how we remember uh, Diego Maradona. I know that um, Anima. Once I I'm going to come to you with this, or, or Rob will come to you with this in a minute. Um, I know that they're talking about renaming the San Paulo uh, in honor of Diego Maradona. But Peter, I want to go to you first. What kind of of memorial plans um, are are in place in Argentina possibly to mark his life um you know are they renaming a stadium for for this matter uh with with the religious aspect are they renaming a church after him um (laughs) you you know is there is there something special and then for you personally how would you remember uh maradona
0: yeah i mean i'm not sure uh there'll be something which i'm sure that we discussed for weeks and weeks in terms of obviously there's a stadium already that bears his name argentinos juniors um given that's where he, he came through um I'm sure there'll be a statue uh, at some point. Obviously, think things in Argentina move very quickly in terms of um, the process of f- from death to, to, to burial. So within just over 24 hours, um, we had that wake and everything that happened at the Casa Rosada and then Diego going to the family plot to, to be buried. Um, but I'm sure we will certainly see tributes and continuing and, and something planned within the country the the tournament that we're now playing in Argentina has now been changed to the the Copa Diego Maradona. Um, so that was that was something that they did very very quickly but you know it's, it's difficult to even think of something which is is fitting for someone who's had such an impact. Um, I think the, the, main, the main image in Argentina when you think back to one incident, is obviously 86. Um, and when you see on TV the numerous tributes that they 're still showing now the the main image of that tournament really is is of course Diego on the shoulders with the with the trophy um, for me personally um, I was very very young in eighty six so I wasn 't a tournament which I truly remember, but by ninety um, I did and I think being a kid in England. By the time the the nineteen ninety World Cup grew up, four years on from eighty six, Maradona was obviously infamous, and it was was already a player who even as a as a kid of a few years was a player that I was aware of. So collecting the sticker stickers and this kind of thing was like, oh yeah, Maradona. This is the guy four years ago who who beat England. Um, so that's m- certainly the, my first memory, and you know the game against Brazil. Um, and then the semi-final with Italy and just seeing this guy who even as as sort of found out later I mean I don't really remember thinking at the time but with the injury that he's carrying with his ankle problems and yet was just this incredible force for the national team that it kind of dragged them again single-handedly to the final so that tournament for me given that it is actually the first World Cup. I remember one of the first things I remember with with football and Diego so integral to that is is certainly the thing that stands out for me.
2: Now i i I swear sometimes um, things happen for a reason, right? My, I mean, most of you know that my father passed away in 2019, and there's every once in a while something will happen in my life, and I'll say that's my that's my old man upstairs, you know, tapping me on the shoulder. Um, that's just what I feel like. I feel like. We just got tapped on the shoulder, Um, amazingly, and I don't know how this happens, but uh, at the time of this recording, currently Barcelona are playing with Sassuna, and Rob, I'm going to let you speak to it a little bit more because the TV is behind me, so I didn't see it, (laughs) but I happened to turn my head just long enough to see the celebration. Apparently Lionel Messi just scored a goal and took off his shirt and had another jersey underneath as we're speaking about Diego Maradona, Rob, why don't you go into it, please?
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm sure you guys will see it on Twitter uh, as soon as this recording is over. But Diego um Lino Messi just scored a goal for for Barcelona and underneath he reveals a shirt of Mule's old boys. And of of course that was his boyhood club, and that was the, the also the club where Diego Maradona actually played. And under and on the back is the number ten shirt. So it was the exact same shirt that Maradona wore while he was at Mule. So You know, you talk about how the comparisons are are made um, and just how much Maradona meant to to the people of Argentina and and certainly for Messi as well. I mean, the so-called successor in a way, it's just uh, it's just brilliant. And I think symbolic is certainly an understatement on all this because it's it's beyond that at this point. But, yeah, it's 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 definitely remarkable and quite a coincidence, uh, I should say. But. No, I mean, look, I, I think now just remembering Diego Maradona, I think he will always be someone that will be taught um, in the history books for, for quite some time. I think he'll certainly never be forgotten, ever. I mean, you know, he was he was someone that, you know, you could talk about a, a person that lived, you know, and I, and I said this when, when he passed away, it's someone that lived 100 centuries in, in 60 years. Um, you know, someone that just rose from... The, the dirt poor of Villaviorito to go all the way to to Argentinos juniors and become the youngest player ever to debut uh, there at the time, then going from Boca to Barcelona and then to Napoli and then leading Argentina to a second World Cup title um, in, in symbolic aspects. I mean, you know, there's, there's just so many stories that you can go on about Diego Maradona that that's just part of his greatness. And that's just part of the myth that he'll always be. I mean, everyone can have their own opinions on how he was off the pitch and just the controversy that he was in that. But that's just how it made him. That was the way that he was. And that's just, you know, as Nima, as you said, you know, he was pure to his, to his right. He was pure to his word. He was always uh, confident and just had that kind of aspect for it. And now I'm bleeding to you on that one because Nima, I know you were a huge Maradona fan and, you know, certainly mm. someone that has grown up watching him, learning about him, and then obviously the, the impact that he's had um, on Syria and Italy, the world as a whole. How will you, in particular, remember Diego Armando Maradona?
3: I will remember him for someone who fought for Napoli in the south of Italy. I will remember him as someone who, when when asked by the Agnellis to play for Juve and they said just basically write whatever you want will come. And he said, never, I could never betray uh, the Napoli fans by going to Juventus. That That's who he was uh, to me. Uh, the talent, the goals, the all of that is, is one thing. Um, but the person, the imperfections, everything with warts and all make him, make him the unique larger than life. And in my opinion, A beautiful beautiful human being who will be sorely missed. You
2: know, that's, that's for me, I I think the same thing. There's, there is something about Diego Maradona, the, that made him um, a God. And that is what he did on the pitch that, that is really, you know, just, just the, the miracles that he performed on, on the pitch with his feet are what we will remember him for as a God. It is the other stuff. It is the the involvement with the the, the mafia in Naples. It's the, the the story with the Pope. It is the the way he carried himself off the pitch that makes him kind of one of us. You know the, that we are we are all flawed as as human beings. And, and Diego Maradona was flawed, um, but at the same time it, he made up for it with with the joy that he brings to people's hearts when when he would play. Um, you, you know, no matter what he did, is just. You know that that's that's what I will always remember him for. What he did on the pitch. One of my favorite videos of Maradona is the one of him warming up, uh, and I'm sure many of you have seen this mm-hmm. video over and over again. Where he's he's dancing. He's not he's not really warming up. He's not really passing the ball or doing. anything. He's just he's kind of dancing like a samba. And and that was that was the spirit of Diego Maradona. It was it was that it was almost uh, to use another footballer, Ronaldinho esque. Right. I, I mean, just there was so much joy that came out of. Out of what he did on the pitch, the way he played, and he played at a time. Remember where where we talk about Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi nowadays, they they didn't gain the benefit of the referee's whistle. Um, Maradona did not gain the benefit of the referee's whistle like 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 Messi like like Cristiano Ronaldo gained, and and I think that that's that's lost in in this a little bit, and the fact that he did this under much more duress on the pitch, and and it's just a fantastic fantastic. Uh, player to remember and, and like i said somebody that we remember more more as a footballing god uh than 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 a flawed human being i think ultimately when we look back on on his life um nema are there any final words that you want to say about uh about maradona before we let you go
3: um well, I think everything's been pretty much said, but to me, he is um he's he's it's it, I don't think, you know, it's been said before, but we will never see anything like that before uh, ever again. Um the the talent he had, the technique and the joy, he was uh uh it was he will never be seen again and I feel blessed to have uh, been alive when he was at his peak.
2: Peter, same question to you. Any final thoughts on on the life and times of Diego Maradona for you? Yeah, I think
0: Nima summed that up really well. You know, I think it's it has been a privilege to be able to, to watch him, and, and it's it's obviously sad that um, his life came to an end and it, the way it did it, it, at a relatively young age. Um, but I like to think that Diego would have would have loved to see the 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 emotions that people showed, um, and the, the celebrations that we're now seeing around the world, and and the amount of people that he he affected. Um, in such a way you know not not just in argentina but as you said right at the start we've seen it all across the globe you know across sports across you know outside of sports so um it's been a fitting uh, few days a fitting tribute for just a, a huge figure just a huge figure in, in humanity away for, away from football um so yeah it, 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 it's with sadness but a great joy that we've been able to market.
2: Mr. Roberto Rojas, uh, before we let you go, um, any final thoughts?
1: No, I mean, I think certainly everyone has made their, uh, they've spoken their word about the, just the greatness of a, of a figure and a person that will be remembered for for many years, decades, centuries to come. You know, again, I don't think you'll ever find a, a person or a player like him, you know, as as Nima said, and, and just, you know, someone who will always be connected to the sport and will always have the the affection of millions of people around the world, you know, for for people who fall in love with the sport, for people who have grown up wanting to be a certain player, you know, who like the team, who like the, you know, a certain thing about the sport it could all bleed into Diego Maradona. and You know, he'll y- y- always be symbolic in, in every right um, as a person, as a player and, and all of that. So, no, I think... Like we have to remember and, and be grateful for for obviously now the technology that we have to just go on YouTube and just like watch the numerous documentaries, the numerous highlights, the numerous interviews, and and just remember Diego Maradona for who he was and and, and just be grateful for for what he did to to millions of people around the world. I
2: I just want to echo what what everyone said as well that you know that we'll never see. Or at least not, I don't feel that we'll ever see a Diego Maradona again, um, a, a human, a human being that was as flawed as mm. as he was, but however as as beautiful as he was, uh, in terms of his play on on the pitch. Um, I don't think we'll see somebody. I, I think that if we do ever get to see anybody even close to a Diego Maradona again. Um, I think the four of us here will be luckier for it. Um,
3: I I just got to say to me, um, if you the best documentary about Maradona with Maradona in it, in my opinion, is the one made by the Serbian, the brilliant Serbian master director, Emir Kustorica. And at the end of that, there's uh, the towards the end of that documentary. There's this they've set it up so brilliantly where Manu Chao is playing a song that is about Maradona called La Vida Es Una Tombola or Life is a Lottery and I think that that lyric, the very beginning sums it all up uh, of how, why he's so revered and loved and it's, if I was Maradona I'd live like him, if I was Maradona in front of any goal, if I was Maradona I'd never make a mistake, if I was Maradona, lost lost someplace. life is a lottery, day and night life is a lottery, and up and up great stuff
2: um, gentlemen, normally at this point in time, I would play our closing music and introduce what we would do next week's show. I don't feel that that's appropriate, uh, given the times and, uh, and and what's happened. So, I will simply tonight just close the show by by saying Peter Coates, Gloss Argentino, Nima Tavale, com, and Mr. Roberto Rojas. I want to thank all three of you gentlemen for joining me tonight and discussing the life and times of Diego Maradona on this tragic uh, news of his passing. Um, I wish all three of you the, the best, and hopefully we will come back soon. Next week, we will bring you a, sh- a show that will be a little brighter, um, something where we'll, we'll we'll go back into our normal football, but obviously this the magnitude of this situation, this story, um, bears its own weight. So for Nima Tavale, for Peter Coates, and for Mr. Roberto Rojas, I am Joe Usello. Thanks for listening, everyone, and good night.